Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? What's happening? Hey. This is, um... Glenn Monick. This is my bill. Dr. Bell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How are you? I'm doing all right. That is good. We were just uh, kind of waiting until we get everybody situated. And board chair is here. Jacoby, Vincent is here. Trevor should be calling in. We were just talking about the other charter school that um, that uh, uh, was our predecessor in that area. Yeah, and I'm forwarding to you uh, if you have access to your email the uh, uh, executive report as well as the agenda. Okay. That um, that is on for tonight. So you should okay. have that. Right. Yep, yep. I've already looked at the agenda. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Very good. So, yep, so I, I, was, I was just telling the other members here, I was saying that business is business, and um, sometimes, um, you know, people may look at your being a clergy as opportunity to be somewhat um, turning a blind eye to things, but right. can't, do <laughs> can't do it. So can't, can't do that. You're right. <laughs> can't do it. So you still need one more to be. Uh, with three, you're good. Oh, that's right. So that's the. <laughs> Down to the to the big four. All right. Well, I'll let you take the lead. Can you hear us? Okay, Monty. I can. I can. I hear okay. You. All right. Well, we're going to call the meeting to order. It's the sixteenth. Um, uh, there's no. Uh, Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic 
and so he's so very proud about that. Uh, we did, um, we do have a student teacher ratio of one to twenty. So if you look at your enrollment, uh, we have exceeded that. There was some miscommunication between our office and um, our enrollment team, and so rather than saying you can't come because we made a statement and said you were you were accepted, we allow those students to come in. Uh, usually during that first week you lose two or three anyway. But as you can see in third grade, uh, we didn't shake any of them loose. So uh, they're kind of stuck with 23 for right now. But we will not, and the teacher is quite adamant that third grade is at capacity. So, uh, but anyway, so that's why you will see a little bit over there. Uh, we do have about three seats still available in kindergarten. Uh, we lost uh, a teacher during the summer in transition, and so we had to uh, move uh, our first grade teacher who we actually hired for kindergarten. We moved her up to first, and we hired uh, right there at the last hour a non-certified teacher who is on track to getting her proper credentials. Okay, and that will help us be in good standing with Title I. Uh, construction, uh, we went well over what we guesstimated. We were guessing somewhere around 60, maybe 70,000 in construction costs, but it's well at 119,000. Uh, thankfully, we did get our reimbursement from uh, our federal programs to help subsidize that. So um, we are meeting that uh, payment. However, it is, um, um, you know, not leaving much surplus, as you can imagine. Uh, the gentlemen that are here were able to take a tour of our new building, uh, Monty. Uh, it's a four-classroom building. Uh, everything is pretty much set up, excluding the items that I've listed the fire alarm, but you guys have seen those guys out there today. IT, right. so uh, the skirting, there's some skirting they didn't um, calculate correctly, so we are still due for some skirting. Uh, the wiring is a little off. When you turn on a light switch in one room, it turns on the lights in another room. <laughs> so, they, oh, yeah, so we will not pass, in, pass inspection with those types of things going on. Um, the side is still one of the last few things that will be done, uh, sidewalks. Our fire lane is complete. We just have to put some signage up as well as some other safety protocols. We do have a tentative inspection date for this Friday at 930, so we're hopeful that um, all things will be a go. I uh, just heard from the Alarm technicians that there's a little minor setback, so I'm just hoping that that doesn't put us too far back uh, as it relates to uh, being able to meet ins inspection for Friday. Right. The other thing, yes, sir. The other thing um, I put in over the Labor Day holiday, I just took a minute and uh, helped to 
keep our staff informed. So what you see under the section that says our plan is actually um, me um, extrapolating that from an email I compiled for the staff here uh, to help set expectations. And in this email, I, and I'm not going to read it, but uh, many of the staff said that they thought it was a good email. It kind of helped them put things in perspective. Um, the main focus of the email um, is to help, especially those staff members who are just joining a charter school. Charter schools are so different than a traditional school in that we have to prove ourselves as to our ability to have quality instruction or a quality education, uh, educational program, which means uh, we don't have reciprocity as the traditional school just because they're, what do you call it, um, uh, citizens in the area, doesn't give us the um, security blanket, if you will, that we will be in existence. So we're always having to prove, um, and, and hopefully we are proactive rather than reactive, uh, because if we're reactive, that means there's something in our process that we're not looking at. The district has, has put a mirror before us that is showing us something that may not be um, uh, uh, a, a good process, which means now we have to answer them. So what we're trying to do and what we want to stay and the momentum of doing is um, already understanding what our district is looking for and providing them that information before they even ask. And so what we do, we have processes uh, in place. We, have, uh, we require uh, lesson plans. We have best practices in place to demonstrate a level of accountability with our staff so that we can make sure that we are giving our students the program that they need. Uh, and you've heard us say this a gazillion times, that many of the students that we receive, uh, we receive them two or three grade levels behind, which we knew coming in the gate. Um, so we extended the year, we extended the calendar, we um, provide intervention, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to follow our plan if we are to catch the students as early as possible. Otherwise, they'll get lost in the cracks, and that's a year gone that we can't get back. Five years, we got to demonstrate, and of course, we could, you know, we could um, do something outside of our charter and be cited, if you will, quote unquote, uh, but we don't look for that to happen. But five years, let's evaluate what have you done? Are you fulfilling your charter, uh, et cetera, et cetera? So, anyway, I would ask that you all read through that. It also gives you an insight on how we communicate with the staff internally and also the resources that we have provided for our team to make sure that they are empowered to prosper. Okay? In that email, I highlight a meeting that Mrs. English and I had, uh, which we'll talk about that during, uh, I guess, now. We'll look for you all to... Um, approve that we should go forward with amending perhaps for 7th and 8th grade. Um, we have, I want to say, at least 90% uh, parental support for us to continue 
the only 2% would be those that we have not gotten any feedback from. I don't know any parent that's here that doesn't want us to continue. And that's because they uh, appreciate a safe environment, a learning environment. So I would hope that you all would approve us to um, amend our charter past sixth grade. And um, I don't think we've done that. Have we? No. So amend our charter past sixth grade, which means we would then have to provide you the data to be able to um, uh, present to the board, uh, the, the South Carolina Public Charter Schools Board, uh, to make that case. Um, I will also tell you that um, in this email, I asked them that there are levels of accountability that we have to focus on in order to build that case. It's a lot of work, but I, uh, I'm under the, the premise that if we go forward, forward with this, if there are any things that are not in place, then they will tell us at that time. And we can just take that information and try again the next year. But I'm very hopeful that we will uh, continue on because we already have a sixth grade program, which is now already a middle school. So all we need to do or would like to do right now is add seventh and eighth, show them what we can do in that, in that capacity and then perhaps when we max out at eight, then ask, ask again, can we extend nine through 12? Is that, is that understandable or am I making sense? I know this is boring, but I, I, I have to. And the current number that you said is projected to be able to sustain. Right, I'm glad you bring that up. The, 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 um, the question or the statement is, Will we be able to sustain ourselves at that level? Is that right? Well, if you remember, our original our original charter was K through six, and we would have two classes of each grade. Well, as you know, there was a charter school here prior to us. The community was not ready to receive another charter school, so we were in our first year with only 38 students. We were not slated to survive. We did. So they're very hopeful. They want us to succeed. They being our district. Um, we had to do a strategic plan, which you all amended our charter. Instead of adding one grade per year, we added three. So last year we added not only third grade, but third, fourth, and fifth, which proved to be a very good move. We got our numbers up, helped the budget, et cetera. Um, with that being said, if we were to add two grades per year, we would be at uh, roughly 260, 280 uh, when we reach that capacity. Well, because we only have one class of each grade, we will really need to go all the way up to 12th grade to really meet our enrollment numbers. So does that make sense? So um, that would be another reason we would propose to the district to allow us to uh, amend our charter, uh, you know, so that we can not only be, um, uh, you know, sustainable uh, in our long-term uh, projections, viable, sustainable, and all of that, viability, sustainability, all is relevant. Uh, any questions there? As you can see, we do have a new logo. I'm moving along. That's that sheet you see that's a standalone. Uh, we put our little horse in the middle now. 
So we took away the uh, the little uh, circle of people that right. That's now down at the bottom, and we so the apple is gone altogether. So the teachers are a part of the little circle. You can see that. And this is what so what do you need it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This one right here. This 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 one. Yeah, this one. The old one. Oh, I sure do. You're right. Thank you for noticing that. But we still have the student at the top for student achievement. Everybody's working towards that. Um, academic performance. Let's go to the next page. Update. Um, if you remember Riker, the Bobby Riker guy that came down, they're evaluating us. They got this new little sheet of information. Uh, in the very back of your packet, there is a 17-page um, a document that says performance framework. This is something that I think you all should be aware of because this is how they will grade us. These are different standards, indicators, whether we are moving in the right direction. So you'll understand why we do what we do, why we ask for certain information. Um, and the basic um, groupings, as you can see, there are three academic performance. Can we teach? Financial, financial performance, can we pay our bills? And do we have enough rainy day funds? And number three, organization. Do we have a strong board? Are we following the law? Are we moving uh, based on our charter? So they'll look at those three areas, and I, that's the watered-down version, but um, that's what you see in the very back. Any questions there? Amendments, I talked to you about amending 7th and 8th grade. Uh, I'm still waiting on some of our administrators to get me. There's some other material changes that we need to make in our charter uh, as it relates to our goals. They're not smart goals, so I don't have that to provide for you today, but we will provide that to you, uh, and that simply means, for example, we were very specific in our charter that we would use a certain curriculum. We are not, because as I said before, we had 38 students, so we could not afford to buy what we said we would buy, so we got to get that language out, because they could say, well, you said you're going to use the STC program. Why aren't you using it? You know, so we want to go ahead and get that language out, and there's some other little minor things. So I'm hoping that next um, board meeting we'll have some of that for you to approve so we can go ahead and get that out of the way. Our state Aspire test did come in. Um, our students across the board did pretty good in writing, um, but we can definitely see we have some room to improve. Um, I don't have those actual numbers crunched yet. I still have Mrs. McGill pulling that together. So next board meeting, we'll actually look at that. They did tell us that we could share it with the board, but it's still not public knowledge or record yet. Uh, I don't know why they want, want us to not share that to the public as of yet. So um, I think there's some opportunity for some schools to even have a, a recheck on some of their grades. So there must be some kind of technical glitch or either someone challenging the scores that they see. Announcements, uh, we need money. So PTO is stepping up to the plate. 
They have three programs going on right now, Readathon. So you can read about that. There's a very neat little program where we encourage reading. And students, I think we're at about 46,000 minutes as a school. So it's very good program. And then the um, parents and or family members, friends, what they do is like a GoFundMe. The family will fund money to that student as a reward for reading. And then the, the school gets a part of that money as a fundraiser. The other part goes to the student for them to purchase items from a specific site. So very proud about that um, program. They're doing quite well. Um, the golf tournament, I would love for you all to be a team as the board. I don't know if you play golf. Uh, I don't. I do have golf clubs that were purchased for me, but um, I, they still have plastic on them, um, and I need to put them to use. Uh, but it's for fun, and as a fundraiser, the community in the <laughs> Well, you can rip them, I think, at this. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I don't know if you guys play golf, but it's teams of four, $200 per team. The parents are really excited about that, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the next thing you see in your packet is the budget um, to approve. And so you'll see that in there as a handout. I will look at it just briefly. Um, there are some items in here um, that um, may change as we get more information, like Title I is only in here at 119000 That's our preliminary award uh, allotment. Um, our ADM was uh, changed. That's page three. That's our student count as 143, as we mentioned. Um, uh, so anyway, so that's that. Everything pretty much is standard. Uh, we just need a board-approved budget. I don't know if you want to do it. I don't know if you want to do it now because you have looked at it or I've looked at it. It's pretty much what it is based on our ADM uh, and every line item. The accountant did say something relative to the budget. Uh, let's Okay. Very good. The question is being asked, Marty, uh, how are the weights determined? The state, it all comes from the state. So they actually give us more money for kindergartners than they do primary schools or primary students, for example. And they give us more money for primary students than they do elementary. Don't ask me why. I guess they, take, they figured it takes more money to train up the students while they're developing. I don't know. And then they have what you call add-on weights, 
that's if you have a uh, some special program. If they're gifted, they give you monies for that, extra monies for that for that student. Mm -hmm. So you can have a, a high school, excuse me, an elementary student that's gifted that could weigh more than a kindergartner because they have that add-on weight. Uh, if they're special ed, you get more money for speech uh, so that you can help provide that service to students. Uh, language proficiency, if you had any Spanish students, which we don't have, um, they would uh, give us an additional weight for that as well. So, <clears throat> and then also we get a poverty rate. And so you can see we get quite a bit of a weight for that because most of these students are in poverty. And you can see on that, that that page that you're looking at there that they actually give you what how they weight them, so that makes sense. Um, so that's that. And I also put in here a little uh, organizational chart from the. The district, they are realigning. Dr. Brazel is retiring in November, so they restructured a little bit. Uh, if you care to know, that's how they're set up. And I think that's all she wrote. Any questions for me at this time? I know I always run through it as the boring guy, but <laughs> it at least gives me a chance for you guys to know what we're doing and uh, hopefully take some uh, interest in how we are moving along and uh, facing some of these challenges. Any questions?
So what we did, we took this binder that we compiled all of that information, and this turned into basically a, um, and I don't have the one that we gave to the teachers, we uh, cleaned it up for the teachers, and we used that during our first week orientation, which was very helpful. Um, and I'm trying to think, do I have a sheet from binder from there? And I can let you look at it, and it's basically, um, actually, this is it. No, this is it. So we took the end of the year planning meeting, and we turned it into this. So we um, uh, we it, it turned out very well, and uh, we have like, like little icebreakers. We were able to purchase some Osmos, so we gave them a little teacher guide for that. Their orientation binder, RTI, uh, PLC groups. Yeah, we need to know what RTI. What is I know RTI stands. Somebody told me before. Oh, okay. RTI stands for Response to Intervention. Yes, yes. Response yes. to Intervention. And look, I, I'm I've been indoctrinated with Teacher World. <laughs> they have so many acronyms. I'm yes. like, you need to break this. Almost like the Army. They have so many codes and acronyms, and they sound like it's something so, you know, scientific. But it's it's a method to the madness. And response to intervention was put in place by the state because you had so many uh, schools and teachers putting students in special ed that didn't need to be in there. Right. So what the state said, I want to see that you have data to back up your decision to move this child. You know, they would put students in there, oh, they're bad, mm -hmm. so let's just stick them in special ed. No, we want to see that the teacher should have their own level of intervention in the classroom. But if the teacher is not successful, they will refer them to this RTI program, which is like an in-house tutoring. Instead of them going out and having to pay for a tutor, we will provide them services here during the day so they wouldn't have to leave the school uh, to get that type of intervention. And we'll track it. And we only focus on one standard at a time. So if, if they're low in math, We'll say, well, what area in math are they low, and what particular um, uh, uh, standard would we need to focus on to move them up the ladder? Okay. So we have a learning continuum that we look at, and, and we uh, that helps us to do our planning. So that's RTI. RTI, response to intervention. So. <laughs> And it's something you should actually actually ask your school, you know, which, you, I mean, if your kids are, if they're not struggling, they would be on that spectrum. Mm -hmm. But if they are struggling in a particular, it have to be, uh, if the RTI is meant for you to roll out, once you get that little one piece you're missing, you know, you roll out, you're done. And, and so, um, but if you have that child that's still struggling, we don't know why. They move from Tier 1, which is in the classroom, to Tier 2, which could be a pull-out or a pull-in. And then, then they move to a Tier 3, which means we're so specific on this particular um, area of weakness that we're planning to perhaps recommend that they may be a, need to be in the special ed program. Yeah. Actually, that's exactly what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
a matter of having a third eye looking into the same box saying, oh, did you consider this? And we're up and running. And this is a unique structure. I mean, technically, you know, we really should need all of those leaders, but base, but we do need it because we have we can't afford not to not have, if that makes sense, a quality program. So we decided to put our resources there to make sure every teacher, because we remember we can't afford, we'd rather put it in a, a retired teacher to give expertise rather than hire one experienced teacher that's only in their room. We'd rather put it in an instructional leader that can spread that knowledge over all teachers right. and get a little a trainable new teacher that perhaps or hopefully is moldable, pliable, you know, recept, recept, uh, receiving of, of those types of things. Yeah. Uh, so that, and it seems to be working. Seems to be working. I appreciate you for your report, Mr. Bailey. Absolutely. Moving on to new business because we don't have any old business. Um, is the amendment. So, uh, in regards to your executive written promises, the amendment is talking about the increase in the chart. That one, yes. If you give us the green light to pursue that. We will pursue that, um, and it's just a matter of us having to do the groundwork. And our to go back to your question, where will we, where will we put the students? Because we did go into a, uh, put a lot of resources into this new building. I think I mentioned it to you. Right now, we have sixth grade in that new building, STEM in that new building, special ed in that new building, and a multi-purpose room. We, our first plan of action would be to take away the multi-purpose room. That would be either sixth or seventh grade. Uh, if we couldn't afford another building at that time, we would take away the STEM lab, and that would be eighth grade, sixth, seventh, or, and or eighth grade. And the STEM lab would just be a mobile STEM lab, which we are actually doing right now because she's not in there officially. Um, and then at that point, we would have to, that, that should give us three years of a cushion to at least get one more of these things. Um, and we do have the capacity here. What we would do, we maxed out here. There's nothing else can go back there because we've, we've got drain pipes and plumbing pipes everywhere. You can't put anything back there. We've got the other side of the street, I mean, uh, the church, uh, we in the other side of the street. I think we would actually target there first, putting maybe two of these things over there and you know, so we could te technically we can go all the way up to 12th grade right here. We don't want to. The church says either we have to go or they go away because <laughs> we're taking over. But hopefully five years we should have enough financial, enough money to at least get some financing to build something uh, to move away. How does that work out? far as you know, the numbers you were saying before, maintaining the 1 to 20 ratio, as well as with you bringing in 7th and 8th grade online, and that compiled with the weighting. You said the higher you go up, the less weight they give to, and how does that balance out as far as the bottom tier grade sustaining, or as far as funds coming in, the upper 
information you can give, I, I'm all ears. I mean, we, um, I mean that that creating those partnerships would be helpful uh, from the board um, and helping us to broker those types of relationships would be highly beneficial. So anything you can share there, I would love to entertain. Um, and there's another gentleman too. I was looking to reach out to and just kind of fell into my hand, um, uh, Mr. Gene Wade out of California, who is an African-American who has started over 22 charter schools, and he now launched university now. Uh, he's a Morehouse graduate and then went to Harvard. Uh, and and Monty would uh, uh, like to hear this. He uh, has a JD from Harvard, mm -hmm. so I think he went into uh, bankruptcy law or something like that. But anyway, um, I met his brother here buying the washing machine in Florence, and he said, "Well, what do you do?" I told him what I did. He says, "Oh, wow! Well, my brother does." So I didn't know who he was, and I googled him. He's been on Forbes. Wow. He's been um, he's in the uh, what is it the Fast Company or some kind of magazine? What is it? Fastest growing company. It's a well known uh, magazine, uh, and he has made a name in education. And he's sort of like me in that. And I'm not putting myself there. A non-educator, but a business person. Uh, person who comes in education and hires expertise to speak that language, but he knows how to move business. Yeah. And so I, w I would love if we can get that type of uh, uh, ride. You know, he can say, hey, it, it only takes one phone call, and we are in a good position. Because I guarantee you, if we had money, the district would be less hands-off. Micromanaging our our pennies. Well, what are you going to do about that? And what are you? So they were really shocked that we are still here, as I've said so many times. But um, and we know it's by the grace of God that we're here. But uh, but anyway, I, I would love to hear more about locking any relationship that you may know, um, especially in Hartsville. Um, I, I actually would love to. Um, I don't know. Do you know anybody, Monty, or any of you here? Anybody at the Governor's School there of Math and Science? I know your son. Is he in that program? I'm talking to all three of you, actually. Well, well I, don't, actually, I don't. I don't. Don't put no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm talking to Vincent. Okay. I got you. No, no children yet, huh? No, no, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you or any of you knew of anyone um, in the uh, from the governor's school. I think that would be a good partnership. Uh, Pastor Calvin Daniels, you may know him, Monty, in Hartsville. Mm -hmm. 
he uh, they have a vision center, and at one time, one point in time, Mrs. English said this to me that they had students coming to the center to tutor or to do things of, of that nature. You know, I think right. anything that can get us in the same conversation right. as uh, the math and science school would be um, very credible for us. So, okay. yes, sir. I'll definitely be thinking about it. Very good, very good. You know someone that goes there, attends there? Not attends there. One of the other teachers. Oh, really? Okay. Um, his wife and my wife were part of the MOPS program. Uh, they were Christian when we were there. Okay. So, um, even if it, even if it's just to, to get a name of um, of who we may be able to talk to and maybe start conversation, okay. that would be good. What do you want to know specifically? Well, basically, right now we need a name, and secondly, we would like to develop a partnership where either student to student or faculty to faculty where either their faculty may be a mentor to ours or their students may be a mentor to our students. Um, and what our goal would be, of course, to motivate them academically. But so our, if you can imagine, our poor students who can't come out, don't see themselves out of Bishopville for to see the potential. You know, wow, look at what, look at the potential um, opportunities education can bring you. And even though we do say that education now, a degree is, uh, you know, like a high school diploma now, but the statistics are still there, that you will be paid more with a uh, post-secondary degree. Mm -hmm. So they still need to get a degree. Is this, is this, is this how it is? Especially minorities, if they're going to survive, it's the civil rights issue of the 21st century is education, and so that is going to be the hot topic. Because right now we've had every major um, financial crisis, and from IT to the, the car industry to housing industry, but the next biggest um, crash, I believe, will happen, will be in education, because the educational costs are continuing to rise, and the debt is piling up. People are not paying off their student loans, but they keep raising up tuition. So some, at some point, you, got that, you keep getting that gap. You're raising tuition, you're giving them loans, nobody's paying them off. Raising right. tuition is going to crash. So we got to figure out how we can get affordable education to our students, either through the charter industry um, or like Watkins, funding it through some type of corporate sponsorship. Um, the only ones that's going to uh, uh, feel the, the, the biggest hit 
company, minority, etc. So what we are we're really right there at the cusp of, of, of the need of what we know is in education as it is today. That's my speech and I'm sticking to and sticking to it. <laughs> so you how do you feel about vendors? Make the motion that we amend the charge. Bill, do we have a second on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can second that. I'll second.
it was still at a grade per year. And so in essence, our sixth graders would will will be or would be the seventh graders. So we mm -hmm. already know those students. They've been trained. They shouldn't be in the, we you know, we know their learning styles, behavioral tendencies. Um, mm -hmm. if we were to jump like seventh and eighth at the at the onset, the risk we would have is a a pool of eight grade students that we don't know and 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 has been traditionally or uh, based on historically rather the students that we received as it was last year it took us about a semester to whip them in shape and and right. the older they get you know eighth grade they're already in puberty or past puberty and they you know they're a bit wiser and et cetera, et cetera. But we, we have, uh, I can say, prided ourselves that we've had some issues, but nothing gross. So they, we've been able to maintain the innocence, if you will, of the small student population. So I don't know if that helps, but, um, you know, I, we, we, that, that's not been a, a uncommon concern, but this has been my response that, uh, you know, we would rather keep the students that we have and rather than sending them back to the school district, back into a system that is uh, much more broken, I believe, than what we're offering here. Um, that That's one perspective. I don't know if that helps. Okay. If no, I no, it, it, it does. It does. Okay. that 
organization. Well, I met, met I mentioned to you about our organization. Okay, where will we put them? I mentioned to you about finances. You know, you get more bodies in the seats, more funding. Academically, then that third piece to that uh, puzzle would also be addressed because, again, we know these students, if that makes sense. Um, so I got the, the amending of the charter to go to seventh and eighth will be number one. Well, priority number one would be to catch those six grades that are that are that are, that are, that are promo being promoted out. And that, and let me say this to you all as well: the parents are desperate that that happens. And of course, this is a parent, community, teacher-led uh, organization, charter movement. Mm -hmm. And so they are adamant. Please, I can and I and if I were to, and maybe at some point I will send it to you once I finish let you all see some of the testimonials that I've been compiling from parents. They're in here in tears saying, oh, my God, I'm so glad that you have this. This is black and white in tears sitting where you're sitting. And they're telling me the impact that we have made on their children, children uh, uh, that would not have been excited about school. Now they're excited about school. They don't want to leave. They don't want to miss hours, et cetera. They're motivating the parents. And mind you, this is with no bus. So every parent that is here, they are here intentionally and with the already embedded in them that they're going to have to sacrifice to get what they want. And so that's the population of parents that we have as well. So I'm, I'm very positive and confident that it would be uh, a good decision. Sec the only downfall is we got to come up with the data and compile the information in such a way that the district can understand the things that I'm saying, that you all are just trusting what I'm saying. You understand? I would have to put this in writing. Of course, you all have to look at it and approve it. But I would have to statistically show you the data. What have you done with little Johnny since he's been here with kindergarten? What have you done with Sally since she's been with you since second grade? And show that we have moved where she came in, how do we receive that student, and how have we moved that student? And that, I think, would uh, bring credibility to our ability to uh, teach students, uh, the students that we have, and to continue to do so. So that's a very good uh, valid concern uh, that was proposed. All in favor of the amending of the charter from moving to seventh and eighth? Aye. Uh, Aye. Out of seven. Uh, once you get that proposal put together. And I will also say again that would be uh, adding it, even though we would expand to eight. It would only roll it out one grade per year. And that was how it was with this charter. We were K through six, and we said to them we would start with K through two and add a grade per year up to six. So. Next on the agenda is the budget approval. Um, 
and I would say this too, Monty, the only thing that really changed was our ADM. We added more money because our numbers went up. Because I, I did share with you all a preliminary budget, but the only thing that went up was the numbers because of our um, enrollment went up. That was down at the end of the year, end of the year program. and we found out that we couldn't do that under the USDA. Under under So, and what he was mentioning, uh, Monty, during our planning session to save money, we thought uh, we could um, have students bring their own lunch one day a week, which would have saved us about fifty thousand dollars. Um, well, yeah, about roughly $50,000, but because we're under USDA, they will not yep. allow us to do that. All right. And the other charter school that did it was not under USDA. So right. that that was, uh, it was an idea that didn't work. So. For a uh, uh, credit line, they approved us was fifteen thousand, which is good to start, and you build your credit, and and they add more. So that's a cushion for us. We still have seventy five hundred dollar credit card that we haven't used. Uh, we did some minor things with that, but that's um, available as well. Anything like that? Just general funds, or is that going to be used for something? It's general, um, and I'm really leaning on the accountant to. She's very good at charter law, so and the charter industry, um, well, industry, and so right now we haven't had need for that, but we're just needing to make sure we have a cushion, just in case you know, you know, something happens, your rainy day fund, if you will, mm -hmm. something to back up, back ourselves up. Y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, I couldn't hear y'all. It's going in and out. Oh, they're they're <laughs> just going over the budget. They're they're mumbling, looking at the budget. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> 
Uh, there's two. There's Miss um, Brown as the receptionist and Miss Jackson. No, I'm talking about the teacher's assistant. Oh, right, because we only have one kindergarten class. Okay. Now, Miss Shorter is kind of helping out in first grade until we get uh, data for the RTI program to roll out. And the nurse is part-time through a grant, which is why she's so low. <laughs> and I, t I mentioned something incorrect to you all before. The wait for the different classes of um, students is only subsided by additional funds you get from the federal government. So, um, um, no, 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 am I right? Let me see. Right. Yeah, that's correct. So, so in other words, there are more money is available. Um, the EFA funding, for example, mm -hmm. uh, there's some funds available um, relative to kindergarten, primary, elementary, but you see the numbers larger based on the number of students we have in those particular grades. But the add-ons, you can see like those special ed items listed down there, TMSP, HO, you see those numbers, those weights do change, if that makes sense. And at one time it was different. I guess this was just the new, um, new weights because they did go through a big a change, and a lot of people lost money because of that, and they were very upset about that. So I'm going off of the old model, but now they weighted everything the same. So a lot of schools lost a lot of money when they did that. We picked it back up because of the poverty and the add-on needs. But other schools, they lost through cool money. Motion to approve the budget.
Good deal. Appreciate you, Monty. Thanks, Monty. Thanks, all of you. He might have fell off. I don't know. Um,
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.